Welcome back to another episode of the Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Clinton, managing editor over at HeartlandCollegeSports.com. And we are celebrating, if you will, the end of the 2023 college football season. Well, perhaps celebrating is the wrong word. Uh, We've got another 280 some odd days until we've got college football back. But uh, for the time being, we've got uh, a lot to talk about, a lot to wrap up from the year. And there are some big things going on this week. Uh, No, not the national championship. Sure, that was big in its own right. But we've got some big things going on that you guys need to know about. And it ties right in to the college football playoff. It ties right in to NIL, the transfer portal, all of those things. Um, and so we've got we've got some stuff to talk about tonight. But first, if you guys like the show, just make sure you're subscribed. Uh, make sure you, you give us a five-star rating and review over at iTunes. If you do that, uh, send a screenshot of that review to Pete Mundo at heartlandcollegesports.com. And he'll get you one of these Heartland College Sports koozies in the mail. You guys will like them. You you will. They're they're great. They look awesome, and they do what they're supposed to do. They keep your beer cold. So, uh, hit hit Pete up for one of those, and uh, and he'll get you taken care of. All right. The national championship. We saw Michigan dominate uh, as they have many times this year. Uh, against the undefeated Washington Huskies, Michigan wins 34 to 13, finishes their perfect year. And uh yeah, th- this was a it was a fairly one one-sided game for most uh, most of the most of the night. And this is just this is a moment that Washington or excuse me that Michigan fans you guys need to you need to enjoy it. Just just enjoy enjoy everything that's happening right now. Um you know, it's it's been Michigan against the world all year long, and that's going to continue to be the case. But I'm just telling you, you need to enjoy it now because, first of all, I don't think I think you've seen the last you have seen the last game uh, of the Jim Harbaugh era. I I I'm convinced he's gone. He's headed to the NFL. There's too many teams interested in him. He has been kicking the tires on on. Uh, going back to the NFL for a while now, and and look, there's a good chance that there will be some sort of sanctions or some sort of uh, punishment handed down for what happened at Michigan over the last several years with with the sign stealing scandal that's going on. And if if Harbaugh has a, a way to not have to deal with any of that and coach football and and enjoy. Uh, Everything that comes with that, I it's it's real simple. You just go to the NFL. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But um, lots of things could happen if that domino falls. If if Jim Harbaugh decides to leave, you I I would just say enjoy the time that you've got right now. Just enjoy it, and you deserve to enjoy it. Your team just won a national championship for the first time since the turn of the century. It's a big deal. Go crazy. All right. Big stuff going on this week, as I said. National championship on on Monday, but there is a an NCAA convention going on down in Phoenix, Arizona, this week, where college administrators 
are potentially going to start laying the groundwork uh, for Charlie Baker's proposal uh, that we we talked about last month. Uh, it's essentially it would it's going to revolutionize the way uh, Division One football and the other sports are played, um, and, and what what kind of rules they have to abide by there. So there's a, a meeting set for Thursday, and the Division One board of directors is supposed to review the proposal and determine whether to charge the division one council or someone else um, recommendations related to the framework of the proposal that, that Baker uh, put out last, last month. Um, This is all Ross Dellinger over at Yahoo sports has done a fantastic job covering all this. We've got some stuff on it over at uh, heartland college sports.com as well. And we essentially what we know about this right now is there are there are some big decisions to be made, and those relate to the NIL. They relate to the transfer portal. There are are some big things coming up that <clears throat> you need to be tied into because this is going to change the way that that college football is is played and the way that it's uh, regulated. So, if you're unaware. NCAA President Charlie Baker, he proposed that uh, he proposed that the Division One programs, uh, a select number of them, be moved into their own subdivision. Um, essentially, they would be allowed to control their own governance. They would be able to regulate issues like NIL and the transfer portal in ways that they they see fit. And it would require them to it would require them to put in a trust thirty thousand dollars per athlete for half of the athletes total in their athletic department. So that's not just we're not talking just football play, players, basketball players. We're talking about tennis. We're talking about track and field, swimming. All you know, all of the all the athletes that fit under that umbrella. Uh, you need half. Uh, you need half of them to have. There's a trust in there for for thirty thousand dollars a piece. So, this is going to be something that only a select number of athletic departments are able to to be a part of. I would say top end forty forty schools. I, I think could potentially make this happen. And so, with that proposal, uh, you know that that's as uh, about as radical as it gets. But uh, other things in the proposal are they'd like they want to permit schools to strike NIL deals with athletes uh, directly, so you wouldn't have to deal with um, you wouldn't have them dealing through collectives. It would be uh, straight between straight conversations between schools and, and athletes. And then the other uh, part of this would be that they would be able to to offer them unlimited amounts of educationally related benefits. So um, lots of concepts, lots of things that are important. And uh, Ross Dellinger uh, at Yahoo Sports, they they were able to get a hold of some convention documents that lay out uh, something of a timeline for, for the process of this. And so they are suggesting that this three-part proposal uh, 
be turned into something that that happens in two parts. Uh, the initial focus would be the first two concepts uh, that would allow the NIL deals with athletes to be uh, struck between schools and athletes, and then the enhanced educational benefits. Uh, then the second portion uh, would be around the new subdivision um, concept that that Baker brought up. So lots of things in this in this proposal, but at the end of the day, there are going to be major changes made. Now, <clears throat> what do I think is most likely? This whole Project Division One thing that's happening, I think it is likely that NIL becomes something that schools and players can talk about directly. I think that that's going to be something that ends up uh, happening. There's just too much going on behind closed doors off campus right now for things not to change. Um, we've got pretty much a, a an unregulated version of the NFL free agency pool right now. And so there's lots of coaches, lots of athletic directors, players. There's issues at every level with this right now. So it's it's got to change. And I think that that's probably the first step in doing that. The the other thing that I do believe happens is the educational benefits uh, that they're talking about. I think that that just kind of goes hand in hand. If if a school is able to directly work with those those players and and they can go beyond the scope of just a simple scholarship, that changes a lot. That changes everything um, that, that the school is able to do for players. So I think I think it's a big deal that that they're just talking about this stuff because we are seeing the we're seeing the foundation laid for what sports might look like at this level in the future. We're slowly moving towards athletes being employees for a better for for lack of a better term. Um, that's the direction we're headed. You know, that's, that's been something that's been talked about, discussed for years now. Um, but, but in the last couple of years, it's become really a prevalent topic and something that, that just seems to be uh, fast tracked. Every time we talk about it, it becomes, uh, more and more apparent that that's where we're headed. And, and this is kind of another step in that direction. Now, there are, other to the other topics uh, outside of what uh, Charlie Bra Baker proposed back in December, there's other things to be talked about. Um, the NIL and transfer rules specifically, there are several things that are going to be talked about. Um, uh, again, some things that Dellinger was able to to pick up from this uh, from the uh, council. The D1 Council's uh, list of uh, things that they're going to get taken care of, some of the new concepts that they want to uh, review and adopt uh, according to a proposal that addresses NIL athlete protection. There are several concepts that they're going that they've already announced, but they're going to officially make these a thing. Um, and, and we'll just run down the list here. Some things that are going to they're going to be big deal for for student athletes and for schools. Uh, one, they're establishing a voluntary registration process for NIL professional service providers such as agents and advisors. So they're giving uh, agents and advisors an opportunity to register 
to become NIL professional, you know, NIL professionals. Uh, this is so you don't have uh, Uncle Tim helping you out, uh, who doesn't know what he's doing. You you're going to have legitimate representation and people that can uh, say that they they they're registered. They can show you why they're registered, what what makes them uh, professional. And and I think that this is obviously this is a great thing for not only schools for for some protection, but also uh, for players who you know don't you, you don't want. We've we've all heard the stories about families taking advantage of of their athletes, and and you know this is this kind of would be a step in helping them uh, alleviate that issue at least in some instances. Uh, another one, making a mandatory, making it mandatory for athletes to disclose their school NIL deals of $600 or more within 30 days of signing the agreement. So, um, disclosures, that's, which again, being fully open and transparent, big deal. Um, uh, another one we're talking about here is creating a standardization or a template for NIL contracts. So you have something that is, uh, you can you can turn to it and and say this is what an NIL contract needs to look like. This is a standard that it needs to be up to if you're going to sign something with a school. That's again, don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's perfectly normal. And again, these are some things that probably should have been added in uh from the very beginning and because the NCAA was so underprepared for this. We're we're having to see amendments made, um, but you know at least they're being made at some point. Uh, another one: developing a comprehensive educational plan for college athletes, future college athletes, and agents, collectives, and advisors. So uh, everybody being on the same page, an educational plan, uh, so everyone knows what the steps of getting these athletes through school looks like and and what they might be uh what they might be in for um and how they are going to get themselves uh to that point uh, of graduating uh dellinger also says separately the council is expected to review recommendations around nil collectives and in an institution's role as it relates to collectives some of those things include removing current policies that restrict schools from assisting enrolled athletes with nil that would include school schools contracting with third-party service providers such as multimedia rights holders to provide NIL support. So this would allow schools to reach out uh, and assist athletes who are enrolled at their school uh, with NIL deals. Again, good stuff. I think that's fantastic. Uh, specify that entities are officially affiliated or closely aligned with the school are subject to the same standards at the school. A, tod- a nod to Title IX. So this would be ensuring that you have equal representation for all athletes, all student-athletes from uh, entities that are affiliated or closely aligned with the school. So if you've got a, let, let's say there is a, a booster who maybe owns a car dealership and everything about that car dealership is related to Michigan football. Um, If they are representing uh, Michigan football, shouldn't they be representing Michigan softball? 
shouldn't they be representing uh you know the other uh, the other school or the other athletes uh at that school uh with equal interest so again uh good uh good good move here by the NCAA uh, clearly defined an NIL entity as an individual group of individuals or NIL collective organized to support athletic interest at a member school by compensating athletes for NIL. So getting a clear definition of what an NIL collective is, what it looks like. That's, again, very basic stuff that probably should have been taken care of uh, when we first saw this stuff coming out. So, um uh, the last one here that 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 uh, Dellinger notes prohibit NIL entities from engaging in any contact or communication or providing benefits to recruits until that recruit has either signed a letter of intent, began athletic activities, or enrolled in classes. This is a big one because right now there it, it's it's really almost not even a secret. Uh, there are several athletes in the last two classes that have very clearly gone to one school over another that it was incentivized for them to be there um we've we've seen it uh on we've seen it for a long time in in sports like football where this stuff's going on under the table it's not going on under the table anymore. It's right out there for everyone to see. It's pretty obvious that it's happening, and uh, this is this again would be another step in, in moving towards that being uh, no longer the case. So uh, good on the NCA for those things. Obviously, those are all going to be great positives for NIL changes that do need to be made, and uh, it, it's a good thing for for the student athletes as well. All right, now as far as the transfer portal goes. Um, another big topic that's going to be changed or at least talked about is the NCAA transfer policy, which includes abolishing the year in residency penalty. So what does that mean? Uh, right now year in residency is essentially if a player has already transferred once, uh, their second time transferring would require them to sit a year before they are eligible to play again. Um, they are discussing essentially removing that, which would allow players that are transferring for a second time or more, they would be able to be immediately eligible, you know, as long as they're academically eligible to do so. So, uh, it, it reads here, the panel is considering changing uh, changing geared towards mitigating the potential impact transfer behavior may have on graduation rates over time. The panel has suggested adjusting the eligibility requirements, such as the number of credits needed for athletes to be eligible at their next school. Uh, currently, it is six hours. They're, uh, they're talking about adjusting it to nine. Uh, other possible legislative and policy alternatives that might be considered include Requiring schools to develop a path to graduation for transfers and conducting an audit of academic performance on transfers. Okay, so uh, again, this is we are are looking at uh, graduation rates, doing what whatever we can to increase that. I'm on board with that. 
developing a new academic metric to measure a school's graduation rate for transfer athletes, such as a, quote, NCAA Division One academic progress rate that incentivizes retention. So, uh, you know, it, giving giving players or, or student-athletes uh, reason to stay rather than transfer. So, uh, again, good stuff, good stuff there. Amending the current revenue distribution model to require schools to meet academic benchmarks tied to the new formula. Funds could be forfeited for failing to meet the benchmarks. So, punishing schools... Uh, that fail to meet their their academic benchmarks uh, when it comes to transfers. Again, incentivizing uh, schools and players to to try and keep cohesion and, and do things the right way. Good stuff. I I, I like this. This is uh, these are all positive aspects in my opinion, and I, I think that there is a lot to be made of of uh, obviously what's happening in the transfer portal and NIL right now but that's just the world we live in that's that's everything that we do right now uh, that we cover when the when football season is over it's not over there is no off season anymore it's this is this is what we do this is where uh, we see some of the most Intriguing action happening is is in the times after the field uh, is isn't being taken anymore. That's the the life that uh, we have just seen grow from from this sport over the last couple of years because of, uh, for lack of a better term, there's there it was a wild west. There's just not been any rules in place, and and it's time that the NCAA starts to look at at ways of getting things wrangled back in. And it looks like they're doing that down in Phoenix this week. So stay tuned to that. Don't let that be something that you, you guys forget about on Thursday. There are going to be reports and things coming out about that. And that is going to be just as important as the outcome of, of Monday night uh, on what the future of college football looks like. So that's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thank you so much for listening in to the show. And remember, if you like the show, please consider subscribing. Uh, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes and send a screenshot of that over to Pete Mundo. That's Pete, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And he will get a Heartland College Sports koozie out in the mail to you in just a couple of days. I'm Brian Clinton, and we will catch you next time out here in the portal.